Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Welcome to Your Future in Tech. My name is Charles Britt. This show provides teens and young adults with a unique opportunity to hear directly from industry professionals and corporate representatives about emerging technologies and how to launch a successful career in these high-demand technology fields. During today's show, we'll be putting a spotlight on one of 2019's top emerging technologies, virtual reality. My guest today is Joseph Cathy. Founder and Chief Experience Designer at Capital Interactive based in Washington, D.C. Welcome, Joseph. Thanks for having me. I, 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 is it okay if I call you Joey? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so we know each other personally, <laughs> so I'm going to go with Joey. It sounds a lot more easier. So before I dive into my interview questions, briefly tell us a little bit about Capital Interactive and your role with the company. Yeah. So I started Capital Interactive uh, back in December of 2016. Okay. Um, I, I originally had a background in filmmaking, so it was an interesting mm-hmm. transition for me. We first started off doing uh, 360 videos, Okay. sort of trying to leverage an immersive medium as a new platform for telling stories. Mm. Um, as I was doing that, I uh, sort of uh, continued to grow my skill set and learn how to do more interactive things like uh, fully interactive virtual reality environments, um, and most recently, um, learning how to create augmented reality experiences. So mm. it's uh, been an interesting road, um, you know, coming from being a filmmaker yes. <laughs> to, to doing um, things that Moving are into the future. much more interactive, right? Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. And we talked about uh, in my last show about the plethora of tech jobs that are out there and what everyone is doing. And also this idea of people who may be in one field may have an interest in doing something else. And with technology, you can do that. If you can pick up the skills and learn it, there's probably something in tech that will probably be just as interesting and help you expand the horizon around what you're doing. So thank you for that introduction. Appreciate the background. So let's jump right into this interview. Uh, very exciting. One of the first things, again, this is our first emerging technologist segment on virtual reality. Could you tell me in simple language, what is virtual reality? Yeah. So virtual reality, I like to describe as uh, a completely different world than the room that you're in. Hmm. Um, so virtual reality is really just a, a virtual world that completely places uh, the reality around you. Mm-hmm. Um, most often what you see is um, 360 videos and, and yes. virtual reality environments on something like the Google Cardboard headset. Got um, it. Okay. I think a lot of people have had an experience with those. Yes. Um, and there are varying levels of immersion that, that come along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 360 video offers uh, the easiest way for people to sort of experience VR okay. in the sense that they can put on a headset or, or use a Google Cardboard or even just move their phone around and experience content that um, can either fully encompass your view mm. or that you can control where you're looking, where you're looking. within okay. a video. Okay. Wow. So tell me, you've described it in, in, in very greatly. Where and how is this technology actually used? Is this something that everyday consumers are using or are companies more focused on it? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So virtual reality is pretty interesting because there's really two approaches with it. 
Um, the, the first approach and the approach I think that really popularized it in the first place is for gaming. You mm. have high-end yeah, PCs yeah. <laughs> um, with, with these sort of high-end laptop or, uh, excuse me, high-end virtual reality headsets um, that are going to give you the most immersive mm-hmm. um, experience. Okay. And these systems actually use um, what's called uh, uh, positional tracking where they have external sensors that are tracking your position okay. within a virtual environment. Got it. Um, now, uh, the technology is changing rapidly. Mm. And what we're starting to see now is that these trackers that were placed externally are now being integrated directly within some of the headsets. Hmm. So th- there's fewer barriers. Um, and another barrier that's falling is cost, actually. Wow. Um, you know, when these headsets first started coming out, namely the, the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive, they started at around $600 and wow. sort of went upwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, today you can get those headsets for anywhere between three and $400. And it's a pretty significant price decrease. Granted, it's still, you know, uh, a little bit up there. Um, But then again, these are uh, geared towards gamers, the people that are going to be the early adopters. Got it. And these are also geared towards the enterprise, which is a good segue into how people are using it today Mm -hmm. outside of gaming. Oh, got it. Um, So currently, enterprise, I would say, is actually the most widely used use Mm. case for virtual reality. Um, and I think when a, when a lot of people, when a lot of consumers think of virtual reality, they say, is VR the next 3D TV? <laughs> right. Um, that's something I hear. Uh, I'm sure. Quite often, yeah. Yes. Um, but, but in actuality, what, what happens is um, businesses begin to uh, look at uh, the use cases of virtual reality, not as, as a feature or something cool or innovative, but as a tool for solving an actual problem. Um, and when virtual reality can be used to more effectively um, uh, do something, um, whether it's, uh, let's say, training somebody for healthcare, yes. actually having somebody go into an environment where, where surgery is done, right. and doing so using a virtual reality headset. Wow, that's cool. Um, you save yourself um, tons of money, tons of time on, mm-hmm. on training uh, and risk and, and liability. So enterprise is, is definitely... Um, sort of the area where I would say it's used the most. I can see that happening. And, and like you said, the big thing is the cost savings of being able to put a person in a, in a particular place, multiple people in a particular place where they can learn something without having to replicate that training over and over and over Absolutely. again. Absolutely, That makes sense. And, and when I think of virtual reality, like you said, the first thing that comes to mind is sort of gaming. And when you think of gaming, a lot of people think of the West Coast. So when it comes to uh, virtual reality, where do you see the fastest growth occurring either geographically or industry-wise? I think you touched on a little bit industry-wise, but geographically, I mean, you're you're in town, <laughs> so you clearly you're working right out of Washington, D.C. Is virtual reality hot? here? Is that a big thing here in D.C. area or do you see in other parts of the country? Yeah, you know, I would I would actually say that D.C. is one of the hot spots in North America wow. for virtual reality. Who would have guessed that? Uh, certainly not <laughs> myself. Uh, exactly. Certainly not myself. You know, you know it's interesting because um, as w- is the case with a, a lot of technology mm-hmm. uh, companies, um, you know, San Francisco, the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. there is a huge uh, presence of both virtual reality companies and um, people creating the hardware for virtual reality headsets. Okay. You've got Google, Apple, Amazon. A lot of the big tech companies have a vested interest in this. Um, And uh, so it's only natural that you see it there. Um, But what's happening now actually is you're starting to see a bigger presence in VR companies 
in Los Angeles, mm. in New York, and in D.C. And um, the reason why is because uh, the media industry is is really invested also okay. uh, in, in understanding how uh, and why they should be using these platforms. Mm. In Los Angeles, there's a lot of content creators um, building VR experiences. Um, there's a couple of really cool location-based experiences that are geared towards consumers for games. Um, mm. So I think you'll see a lot of uh, media and gaming in Los Angeles. Um, in New York, uh, I think it's more heavily uh, based on media and content creation okay. and production. Okay. Um, but what we're actually seeing in D.C. is um, very purpose-driven applications for yeah. virtual reality. Okay. Uh, and, and the beauty of, um, you know, uh, virtual reality and software production today is that you don't necessarily need to be in any of these places. Although D.C. is a hotspot, um, you know, with the tools that are being created for virtual reality, you can have a, a meeting virtually and wow. wear a headset okay. and feel as though you're present in a place with ha. somebody else. Okay. Have these sort of virtual meetings, exactly. if you will. Wow, that is very interesting. Um, also, w- with virtual reality, I've I've heard sort of I've heard the term virtual reality, and I've heard the term augmented reality. Right? Are these the same or different technologies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a lot of buzzwords uh, in the virtual reality industry. Okay. Um, and um, right now, the the best way I think to to refer to things as uh, is. The other is uh, virtual reality, which is where you have just completely uh, digital worlds, right? Okay. This is your, your 360 video. This is your um, sort of anything where you're wearing a headset that blocks out the rest the of rest the world. The rest of the world, okay. Uh, and then you have something, uh, like you said, called augmented reality. And augmented reality is interesting because it, it's pretty encompassing of a lot of different kinds of technologies and different mm. kinds of platforms. Mm. Um but you can think of augmented reality in its simplest form as adding digital content to the world around you. Oh, wow. Without replacing everything around everything you. Everything around you. Exactly. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great way of looking at that. That's yeah. interesting. Those are different, totally different. I learned something today. <laughs> so this is great for our listeners to be able to kind of right. better understand when you're out there talking about the careers or the jobs or what you're getting into. It'd be great yeah. to understand how the technology works sure. yeah. um, before you start that. So that's a great segue into now that we've learned a lot about virtual reality, what it is, where these things are taking place. Let's talk about the career exploration part for, for individuals. As I mentioned, my audience here is teens and young adults and individuals who, who support and work with them. To explore opportunities, it's important to know what types of jobs are in most demand and the skills that are required to enter the field. So what, are, what do you see as those key jobs or skills associated with virtual technology, whether it be here or on the West Coast? Yeah, so uh, the VR industry as a whole, um, it spans many different industries, is is what I think is so interesting about it. Mm -hmm. Um, You can be uh, an astrophysicist and use virtual reality to (laughs) sort of visualize um, things that you could never really do in a two-dimensional medium alone. Sure, you can watch a video of something, yes. but it's it's another thing entirely to be able to put on a headset and sort of walk around a black hole and, and see what that looks like. That's cool. In a three-dimensional perspective. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but I, I guess to, to more directly answer your question and specific roles for creating the experiences yes. themselves, yes. Um, I would say there there's there's a couple that are the the most common. Mm-hmm. And um, the first one is uh, programming. As with any sort of software experience, <laughs> it, um, coding, uh, it all starts with a little bit of code. Yes. Um, 
but there there's a lot of tools now that that make it easier and um, some of the jobs in virtual reality are specific to the tools hmm. um, there are two game engines that are used very widely um, in virtual reality and augmented reality production the first is um, the unity game engine and the second is the unreal game engine okay um, I would say that most experiences are created using unity because it has a lot of really great um, export options and you can convert it to multiple platforms and things like that. Um, and you can think of Unity as sort of like the Adobe software for creating ah, VR experiences. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> now I think some of us can understand. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it's Photoshop for VR. You yes. Know? Um, and um, yeah, that is one of, uh, if not the most common position, I would say, in, mm-hmm. in the VR industry. Now, you can think of Unity as sort of like the backbone for all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you you start to assemble all of the ingredients of your recipe, right, and mm-hmm. bring it all together. Um, but uh, as with any recipe, right, mm-hmm. you've got to get those ingredients from somewhere. Yes. And so in virtual reality, um, one of those ingredients is uh, 3D models, the art. Um, 3D modeling is huge um, in in virtual reality and for a couple of different reasons. The first reason being um, with virtual reality, there's a very specific type of 3D model that you want to use. It's called Mm. low polygon models. Um, And essentially what that means is that you need models and assets that are going to be optimized for virtual reality already. And so there's a lot of work that's being done um, in creating 3D models um, and creating environments that run really well in a game engine um, so that they can run specifically well in a virtual environment. environment. So I guess recapping, uh, 3D modeling, Mm -hmm. um, Unity development, bringing all of those in, uh, programming, um, and then finally some good old project management. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we talked about that in the last show, about how that's important to be able to manage these technology projects is, is a huge role in many organizations. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So as, as, as industry professionals, you know that we're keenly aware that it's not just about you know what you know, but also who you know are key factors in actually thriving in a, in a very competitive workforce. What resources would you recommend to increase someone's interest about virtual reality and or connect with influential people and groups right here in the D.C. area if they're interested in a career? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as far as getting started with VR creation goes, I can't recommend um, just YouTube enough, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it as, starts there. Yeah, a, a okay. lot of it starts there. You know, um, that's that's where I first started watching, you know, tutorials on, on how to do it myself. And um, at the time, there there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, I, I truthfully, I think the best way to do it is to download the, the software that you need and, and go for it. Um, but if you, you know, you find a good YouTube series or you find a good mm-hmm. medium blog post or um, something along those lines. That's the best way to find what sort of resources you'll need okay. and to get started with it. And to get started. Now, as far as things locally, I actually run uh, a meetup group here in D.C. It's called the D.C. VR Meetup Group. Ah. Um, we meet monthly, sometimes even more often, um, and we have uh, panel events. We have guest lectures. This past Monday, we had uh, Jesse McCulloch, who is uh, one of the community managers for the Microsoft HoloLens team, mm. come in. Uh, and talk to us about um, developing for the HoloLens and some of the options that are available okay. to developers. Um, and not just that, but talk about real-world use cases, mm-hmm. um, why people are using this technology, and how um, you should think about um, beginning to create an application. Yes. 
Um, and so it's a really great way for anybody who's interested to, to come in and sort of just get a pretty comprehensive overview of, you know, either a specific topic or just meet people to talk to them in general about, you know, what their experience in the immersive industry is like. No, that's awesome because that's an important part of uh, any any groups that I work with with students and young adults. I tell them in some of the coaching that I do that informational interviews are important or just getting out there and just getting the information about the field. It may not be for you, but you really don't know until you've met right. someone who does the job or you've been immersed in the experience talking to someone or going to, like you said, these events where you say, oh, wow, this really stuck with me. And these guys are, you know, guys and girls are really cool or uh, not my thing. I may want to go right. find something else to do. So I'm. I'm I'm glad that you came in and you're talking with me today because this is the type of uh, information that I want to get out to my listeners about technology careers because there are a lot of them out there, but people just don't know how to sometimes enter or know where to go to connect with people that are doing those jobs. I want to give a shout out to Fairfax City Gov uh, right now because they have been loyal fans of ours for over a year. It's a small city and it's in the middle of a large urban area of George Mason and Fairfax County. And uh, there's just a small city that has a lot of personality and it's a great place to grow a business and, and grow a family in the houses. So look at them up. They're, you're going to like that. So it's fairfaxcity.gov. One other question I'll ask since it's an optional question I'll kind of throw out here at the last minute is, when folks want to get into various technology careers, it does require a certain amount of education, you know, training and skills. And you mentioned YouTube, which is free and some of this other software. Oftentimes that training can be expensive. What does the cost look like for this VR software that you're referring to? Is that something the average person can purchase or do you recommend taking a class at a community college or training center to get that hands-on experience? Yeah, so there's actually a lot of different routes that you can go about to, to get a, a good education uh, in the virtual reality space. Hmm. Um, if, if you're going for the cheap route, what I recommend, <laughs> as, uh, most do, yes. as most do, um, is uh, going to Udemy. So Udemy has a pretty comprehensive guide to um, uh, Unity, which is the tool that most experiences are created for. Okay, You can get that um, uh, course for roughly $15. Wow. Um, and it teaches you through project-based learning okay. um, how to approach a lot of these concepts. And then you can sort of specialize in different things as you want from there. Um, the second thing I would recommend, and especially in this area, is um, looking into community colleges or, or other, you know, universities around here. George Mason has a really great game development program. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of resources here. MAGFest, which is the music and gaming festival, is held here. Uh, it was just held in National Harbor in, uh, in really? Maryland. And it's it's huge. There, you know, there were twenty thousand people right here that, in our area. Right here in our area that, that sort of came together. I, okay. I met a guy there who came down from Toronto just for this festival. And these are people that are passionate about, you know, VR and video games and technology. And you know, there's a really great community around all of this. And and I think the best thing is, um, you know, especially for VR, it's still so new that it's not really a competition. Everybody wants to see everybody succeed in it. And huh. more often than not, people are willing to, to help you out and to point you in the right direction or even um, give you tips on where to go and what to do. 
That's interesting. And and this is one of those fields I can tell you, having worked in the tech field for, for many years and, and back in the tech field, that there's enough jobs for everybody. So it's not like right. no one's competing <laughs> with you. There's a for, shortage of talent. Exactly. There's, plenty there's of a jobs. shortage of talent. So that's right. one thing that you don't run into is this sort of you know cutthroat environment. A lot of these other places where jobs aren't as plentiful. Tech is one of those where you can network with folks and there's never this huge fear of you're going to get there before I get there right. because you could end up at one company here. I could end up there. And we're still doing the same thing because there's just so many folks who are consumers of this technology and work in the industry. Absolutely. Wow. It's just uh, fascinating to me, particularly yeah. what you're talking about with these big festivals and things. That's where you go to network to meet folks and really launch your career and get off the ground. So tell me, as we're closing out the interview here, or closing out the show, what do you know? What do you know about the technology or the industry the average person isn't aware of, or may have a misconception about that you'd like to shed some light on? Yeah. So I mean, I, I think a lot of people, you know, I mentioned earlier, a lot of people ask, uh, "Is VR the next 3D TV?" <laughs> um, and if you read the news, there, there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, you know, like VR didn't have a great year." They've shipped more headsets in the fourth quarter of 2018 than they did in several quarters combined. Wow. Um, the Oculus Go is one of the best-selling headsets. Okay. They've shipped millions of them here in North America alone, which is pretty astounding. Uh, the other thing I'd like to, I guess, uh, sort of convey to everybody else is that th- the future is immersive technology. Mm-hmm. As smartphone sales start stagnating, people are starting to look for other ways and other platforms that we can communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for me, the idea of staring at your hand or staring at a blank <laughs> screen uh, yeah. to convey thoughts that have more emotion and more okay. meaning and, and less ambiguity behind them, I think augmented reality and virtual reality is the platform for mm-hmm. that. And um, you know, Apple would agree, and they've said as much in um, interviews with, with their CEO. And all these companies are investing in immersive technology, and I think you can expect to see it grow exponentially over the next couple of years. That's amazing. That's amazing to hear that. And I did read an article as I was doing some research on virtual reality about what just what you said that, oh, it's going, it's a fad, it's going to go away. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to kind of talk about that or mention that. But you mentioned that it is what it would be considered a disruptive technology. It is disrupting. I was surprising. I didn't think it'd be the mobile phone industry. Out of all places, I didn't think that would be the technology that would sort of lose out and be the next phase would be this whole idea of virtual reality and doing things in that way and versus on our cell phones. That's really cool to think about, especially when you think about jobs <laughs> right. and where that's going yeah. and, and what you need to be doing. Are there any particular sites, websites, or social media places that folks could go to learn more about virtual reality? Absolutely. So there's a couple news sources that I recommend. RoadToVR.com has a lot of really great resources and mm-hmm. industry news. Um, Upload VR is another great source for, for industry news. Um, and then if you're looking locally, um, look up DC VR Meetup. Uh, we've got a Facebook page and a Slack group. Okay. Um, so you can get connected with us and, and find about any upcoming events. Man, I've learned a lot. And I'm sure our listeners have gauged a lot of information. I thank you for sharing those resources where they can go. And we'll also be showing those on the website and social media so folks can stay abreast and, and reflect on or get back to those resources as well. Well, Joey, thank you very much for joining me today and giving my listeners insight into the world me. of virtual reality. Best wishes for continued success with your business and the work that you're doing. I, it seems like you're going to be around for a while doing this <laughs> uh, now that things are changing in the industry, which happens a lot in technology. Well, this has been another enlightening episode of Your Future in Tech. I'm your host, Charles Britt. And I like I always tell folks, I think with, with the right access to resources and knowledge, anyone can begin a career in tech if it's something you really want to do. Thank you for joining. 
Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.